Hey, y'all, welcome to another episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. It's two guys' take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. And you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting live from the SHB5 studios right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. I'll be your host, Biggin, and how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin, let me introduce you to the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, 2016's Honorable Mention, Father of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old Mike number one. It's Mojo! I'm just trying to listen. What kind of music is this? Yeah, right? Hold on. It's coming. You don't know. It's like big band. It is. But wait. His pumps ready, arms are heavy. His <laughs> so uh, this is Eminem's uh, going orchestra or yeah. a lounge singer. How about it? Uh, hey, welcome to the show, everyone. We appreciate you guys tuning in. This is episode number eighteen. 18. So we're we've got almost twenty in the bag here. But anyway, we appreciate you guys joining us again. Uh, we have a jam-packed show. Uh, if you could, please go to our Facebook site at SFP Radio. Uh, please give us a like. Also, go to iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Give us a review. That's how we take over the iTunes podcasting Google Play world. It's coming one of these days. <laughs> it is. Slowly but surely. <laughs> Rome wasn't built in a day. so Neither was this podcast. <laughs> um, anyway, we we are finally over the turkey hangover, I guess. And uh, we, are, we are back. We are back. So uh, we have a jam-packed show. Um, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest just in case he wants to chime in with any cheesy uh, side sarcasm. But his name is uh, Dave Bittner. He is actually a personal trainer in our area, and he's with us to talk about health and wellness and also how he's kind of got into personal training and fitness training. But also, I have tapped him to be my personal trainer. I see you're, like, decked out in, like, the Adidas gear. Yeah, I tried to – I tried to. I had to – well, like, yeah, I, I wanted to hide my imperfections. So you've got the gear ready to roll. <laughs> That's right. Well, my wife does work for Adidas, oh, so, yeah. Yeah, so we got that. But um, yeah, we just want to um, introduce him and welcome to the show, Dave. How are you doing? Uh, you mentioned cheese. That's out. Oh, I <laughs> oh you're out. Bad. You can't Probably. have cheese. Well, uh, no. I'm just maybe I'm about maybe to say a this. Grass, I'm about but... to say this might be the shortest well, uh, personal well, training ever for me. <laughs> so, yeah. You're fired. <laughs> Went out and bought new sweats for nothing. <laughs> I, was I not supposed to, supposed to buy the yoga pants? Because I see all the women wear them. Oh, I figure, guys. No. Are you, like, hanging out at Target now? Is that what's well, going on? Well, actually, I'm just going to go to start going to Starbucks every day with my yoga pants <laughs> and getting a latte. So I'll avoid your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a lot of selfies and stuff in yoga pants. Oh, so. Please, I'm going to throw up. Yeah. But uh, what you got for us? Oh, man, we've got a, a great show lined up for you. As I said before, we're going to have a little bit of how you be doing, like we do every every show. Uh, we will um, do a segment called Dear Mojo, where we get some uh, old Dear Abby questions, and I'm going to throw them at you to see what your answers are. Um, and then if we got some time, we'll try to do some Amazon reviews. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we've got our guests, of course. And then we're going to end the se- show with uh, a 10 and 1. So we're going to ask 10 rapid-fire questions in under one minute and see if we can get it in the time. Also, we want to recognize today is uh, our anniversary of Pearl Harbor, and um I know we have. I think I think I read today that there's less than 20 survivors from that. Wow! Yeah, from that carnage and that day. That for those people who may not be versed in history, but Pearl Harbor was our our gateway into World War II. Um, it's the day that our Pearl Harbor, our military base in Hawaii, was attacked mm-hmm. um, by Japanese fighters or airplanes and really destroyed our our, our largest Pacific fleet. So. Uh, we want to remember uh, their loss and their service, but also uh, look forward to the future and what they've provided for us. The greatest generation ever. Golly, uh, you're not kidding. Yeah, so, I mean, those guys were those guys were built tough. So, <laughs> anyway, how you be doing, buddy? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Um, wow. What a week. What a week. I finally got a day off of work. Yeah. Uh, so, that was good. I was able to... Um, so, Chippendales let you off for the day? They did. Okay. Um, so, I appreciate that. Heads up to, to them and, and their... <laughs> Wonderful Sorry, vacation, ladies. Sorry, vacation. Ladies. Yeah. Um, but um, I will say, I, I took the day off and did some chores around the house. You know, the I think you pretty much, that's all you that's do all anymore. That's all I do. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've got the tools. I went up to the old Home Depot, and um, I got to tell you, something burns my biscuits, man. It was in the uh, the line to take some stuff back, and 
to my surprise, I see a woman coming in uh, to <laughs> to the Home Depot, and she uh, she was a biggin. I'll, I'll give I'll give you that. She was the sorority of um, of Ada Moon Pie, <laughs> so she belonged to that one. Uh, but not that that surprised me. It was the fact that she brought her dog into the Home Depot store. Oh, foul! And then, <laughs> and then the dog turns the corner, and then just drops a deuce like right in the middle of the aisle. So I don't. I don't think Home Depot or Lowe's is probably equipped for that. I would, no, I would imagine. No, no. So she walked around with that deuce still. Hanging out in the aisle. Just brewing. Uh, yeah. Uh, enjoying that smell. Uh, and found some, uh, you know, things to, to pick it up with. Right. Paper towel. You know, like the handy wipes that they have right in the, Ugh, in the front. Yeah. But then she gets that and then just dumps it in the regular basket of, you know, the throwaway pile. When all she had to do was press the help button. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would have taken 10 minutes, too. So. <laughs> I mean, this is what burns my biscuits, is bringing dogs in. To stores like right. this drives me bananas. Right, like I, Pet, Petco, PetSmart, any pet store that allows it so is cool. I can so. maybe understand that. Which another side tangent is it PetSmart or PetSmart? Pet I, I quite haven't, I haven't quite figured that out yet. I so. think that that'll be one of the questions I ask God when I get to heaven. Which one? <laughs> come on, let me. Well, if the, or if the founders up there. Oh yeah, ask him. I think that's the play on words. <laughs> I think I think you're either on two sides. You're on either side of the aisle. There, just kind of like a Democrat or Republican. You're, there's the category of Pet Smart and Pet Smart. So, right. um, of course, that'll probably be debated for the ages, and you know, families divided, <laughs> things like that. So, right. yeah, I, I, um, I had a similar experience. With the the uh, the deli I went in the other day. I grab a sandwich, and uh, a lady brings her little Pekingese Sharpay Chihuahua, wait, whatever wait. it was. Into into the into the deli into so, the deli yeah, into a yeah, restaurant yeah that kind of I kind of burn my biscuits but and I love how the fact that you look at them like are you crazy and then they look back at you like are you crazy well I guess I I guess I'm speciesist since I don't want that species around my food right so if that makes sense I mean everybody's got to have a, a some type of phobia now or or ist yeah attached to the name so I mean when we went to having a a security duck. On the plane, or yeah, comfort duck, comfort yeah, duck. We've yeah. lost our damn minds. I'm just, gonna well, I, say. but I do have to give it up to Lowe's because I don't know if you saw the article this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, went viral as a picture someone took on their picture uh, commending Lowe's for actually hiring a, a veteran who has PTSD, but he actually had a companion dog, and they hired the dog too. Gave him even gave him like a little Lowe's helper vest and everything. <laughs> oh, so nice. yeah, so you know, hats off to to Lowe's. But that dog was supposed to be there, so those dogs are obviously right. highly trained and. Um, I actually heard arts. that on the radio yeah, on the way you? over did here. You? Yeah, yeah. So that was a pretty cool story. So does so. he also get? Uh, does the dog also get health benefits? That's or a discount? I, mean. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he has to wait several months before he can be seen. It is the VA. <laughs> is there a fair pay act for? Is there a fair pay act for dogs? So. Well, you know, we've, we've we're finally getting women equal pay. Now it's going to be the dogs. <laughs> I hear you. Mm. I hear you. Good gravy. Uh, the other thing, I don't know if you saw this or not, but a um, the McRib. Yeah. Uh, obviously, with the personal trainer in here, we can't talk about our love for the McRib. Um, I've never had. I'll be honest, I, I've never had a McRib. I've had one when I was a kid, but that was that was about it. Um, mm. But there is a woman in. I, I won't even say woman. She she looks more like a kid. Um, we, on, we don't know her pronoun. <laughs> right. Uh, pink hair, by the way. Uh, but she is okay. protesting in front of the city council in California okay. about not being able to get a McRib. Now, this is the same state that wants to secede from the union right now due to the election. So um, I'll, I'll let you bring it. <laughs> Come on. Uh, this is courtesy of uh, Chicks on the Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is just insane. So I'm going to let you guys listen. In 1982, um, a boneless uh, barbecue pork sandwich was introduced to the United States, and it was available for only a limited time during the fall, which is uh, called the McCrib. But um, McCrib? this year, McDonald's, um, they decided to give regional managers the power to decide whether to sell the McCrib at their locations. And apparently only 55% of McDonald's franchises nationwide have chosen to sell the McCrib, which means 45% have decided to skip it, including the Santa Clarita area. And there are um, 10 McDonald's here in Santa Clarita, and none of them are selling the McCrib. 
and <laughs> specifically the McDonald's on Shakela Lane next to In-N-Out is not selling it, and it's been replaced by an all-day breakfast, which I think is like a really poor substitute. <laughs> and consumers have had to resort to the McRibLocator.com, which a website. gives disappointing wow. results if you use it because the nearest – um, sandwich was seen in the Bay Area. Seen like and it's a mysterious animal, honest, like Loch Ness. Like the it's a removal Bigfoot. of the McRib from the menu has affected my family because yes, every Thanksgiving, my family would like order a fifty-piece a chicken McNugget and like ten McRibs. It was like like a tradition in our family, and now it's like well, like my family's holiday spirits kind of messed up and broken. <laughs> So basically what I'm trying to say is I, I come to you in this matter that I hope you uh, members of the council can help and speak to these um, McDonald's managers because I tried calling the hotline and they hotline. like don't take me seriously. Well, I wonder why. So I don't know. To me, like Thanksgiving for my family without this, like McCrib is like a Christmas without snow. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> So, um, she thank needs to you find a Scottish guy in his house and go Happy to his McCrib. <laughs> there you go. As an Irish guy, I'm offended that she's adding an extra C. <laughs> oh, man. Can you believe that? I would just like to know what her daily life looks like. You know what I'm saying? To be that consumed by the McCrib. By, by the McCrib. Yeah. Good gracious. Yeah. And, and you gotta, you got to kind of give it to her. She went to... With this nonsense, she went for a, in front of a taxpayer, you know, council, uh, and and made her plea. So I, you know, I, you got to kind of give her to that. But man, what could, is this the nonsense that we're driven to in this culture now? Oh is my that gosh! People will literally protest something not being able to get the McCrib. Yeah, this is asinine. And then you know, is there nothing better you have to do with your time? Well, obviously, like I'm, I'm sure she's probably in college right now, probably working on her sixth year on a two-year degree, <laughs> and hasn't studied anything to do with free market economics. So, obviously, these managers probably did something for a reason, like their robots don't know how to produce the McCrib. <laughs> so, she's hanging out in her McCrib all day. She's not working. <laughs> MTV's going to come over and look at her McCrib. <laughs> wow. Can that be the new show? What, what, was, the, uh, what was the old MTV show? MTV Cribs? Yeah. Yeah. So MTV McCribs. Yeah. We'll just go around doing trailer parks around here. <laughs> I mean, good gracious. Like, I don't know. But to be honest with you, uh, a 50-piece nugget and, a, and 10 McCribs doesn't sound like a bad Thanksgiving. But I, were they open on Thanksgiving or did they buy them the day before? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm thinking logistically as a restaurant guy is like, how did... I can't. I don't. Did they leave them out like deviled eggs at <laughs> Granny's, you know, buffet on Thanksgiving? I mean, you can't. You can't keep that stuff up more than like. I mean, you know, well, like obviously, you can put like a cheese, like a McDonald's cheeseburger. You can put in a pocket of you know, a jacket, and leave it in a closet for forty-two years, and yeah. still be the same condition. Have you seen that where they're yeah. taking a picture of it, and like ten years later, it's still the same? Uh, everything, the bread it's and everything. Disgusting. Yeah. Now they've done several fast food restaurants. Oh yeah. So, but you know, I got to tell you, with the breakfast menu. All day. My wife was mad because we don't eat McDonald's anymore, and we used to. Mm. And she's like, I always wanted breakfast all day. And now they're going to start this nonsense after we stop eating McDonald's. <laughs> of course, yeah. That's, that's how they that's, do yeah, it. Yeah, that's the way it happens. That's karma. So, yeah. Mm. Let me tell you what burned my biscuits this week, All buddy. right, bring it. Uh, you know, Here in Charlotte, mm. you know, we have all, all our, pretty much all our highways or our, uh, interstates have the multiple, multiple lanes. They're like right. three, four lanes. Mm-hmm. And I cannot stand the people to get in the left lanes and just drive below five miles below the speed limit. I mean, this town, man, you get ran over quick, you know, and yeah. it, or you stall traffic or create accidents. Mm-hmm. So, man, I have experienced that so many times, and I've had to travel this week uh, mm. and mm. back down to South Carolina and Greenville, and just it's just nonsense. I wish. I don't know what we need to do with driver's education now at the DMV besides these little stupid computer tests. Like, you right. know, if you have a choice A to run over a pedestrian <laughs> or B, put on the brakes, what do you do? You know, I, was, I mean, <laughs> we need to have like something better than because, man, we got to weed these people out. You know what we call them? I call them the entitlement lane. Entitlement lane, yeah. Dude, because it's usually the people in that the That would hoochies. be all the lanes. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, you do not have this right to be in here. Oh, man. It's just, 
especially this, I mean, right now traffic's just, you know, the counts are up because of holidays and uh, people coming in and out. And um, um, this is, of course, the end of the time of year. We have financial sectors. They're trying to, they got all their business people coming in Mm -hmm. for end of year stuff. So the traffic is just way up. And and, Christmas parties. Yeah. yeah. You got to have the Christmas parties. That's right. So (laughs) that that burns my business. So anyone out there that rides the left lane doing five Mm -hmm. below the speed limit, please stop it. Yeah. There's there's another three lanes. There's a left lane. There needs to be like a... Would would you pay extra to be in a lane just for yourself? Like, um, no, no, no. What you, because I because, like you know, the controversy here. Uh, one one reason uh, they say McCrory didn't get elected, mm-hmm. reelected, was because of the I seventy seven toll debacle. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I, because taxpayer dollars are using for that, so I've already paid for it once. So why right. would I want to pay for a toll again? So that just that, that just out of principle, I wouldn't do it. What about if? If you got a thousand or ten thousand dollars, you had to pay ten thousand dollars, and you could skip every line for the rest of your life and have like your own, you know, road. Not road. <laughs> Nobody could be in your lane. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe ten thousand dollars. Maybe you do I don't know. I'd have to have ten thousand dollars first, <laughs> <laughs> just laying around that I could you know, piss away or whatever. I so. hate lines. I would probably. No, I do. I, I hate lines too. But man, it's just I think mm. a lot of that solved. A lot of that would be solved by like responsible drivers. Right. Too, you so know? you need so. to have like the get out of my way lane yeah. and then like the old people lane and then the i want to drive less than slower than the old people. right right and then i mean you, the on a four-lane highway you have the one lane is designated kind of just a, a slow traffic but also for people that are exiting you know right and the other two lanes are kind of like the intermediate travel and then obviously the far left is for rapid fire so letter, letter eight. yeah so that's I mean, a letter eat line <laughs> yeah, that's right mm-hmm. what, what about the right hand turning lane that's coming up that everybody knows about and they assume that you're going to drive slowly <laughs> right. that kind of burns my biscuits yeah. because they're always racing ahead so there are certain times i'll get in that lane on purpose and i'll drive slow and let the people who are going <laughs> go ahead and then i'll merge in nicely yeah. yeah i hate those people that go in and then cut over to the last the last second well that's that, what ah, i'm talking about that are people ah. that that are people that don't have, don't know how to use the turn signals you know, oh yeah or turn signals five five feet before their turn so right well they need a personal trainer so they can work on the reach <laughs> oh, is that what it is <laughs> yeah yeah their dicks their dexterity they maybe it's maybe it's a t-rex driving or something like that. i just can't reach it so. <laughs> it's CeeLo green CeeLo's <laughs> <laughs> offended now oh he well that's, that's what right we do. Hey, look at him he way he dresses he should be oh my gosh and he has you know little little tiny arms <laughs> triceratops what is it not t-rex arms yeah yeah, yeah that's right mm, he's weirdo all right so um that's uh that's how you be darn we're gonna go into a nice little segment that we call dear mojo dear abby dear abby my feet are too long my hair is falling out and my rights are all wrong my friends they all tell me that i'm no friends at all won't you write me a letter? Won't you give me a call? Sign bewildered. All right. So, uh, dear Mojo, let me ask you this. Uh, my wife sleeps in the raw, which uh, we, we say naked. Uh, then she showers, brushes her teeth, and then fixes our breakfast. But she's still in the buff. Uh, we're newlyweds, and there's just the two of us, so I suppose there's really nothing wrong with it. What are your thoughts? Let her ride. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, it's just the two of you guys. Who cares? I mean, yeah. you guys are newlyweds too. Enjoy that period. There you go. That that time will wear off. So <laughs> you've been married for a while, twenty years. Yeah. So yeah, th- yeah. Let it, let her do it. How would you like it? Let her rip tater chip. <laughs> she just decides to make breakfast for you. And... All I know is the one piece of advice I could give her mm-hmm. is not to cook bacon. Right. That's the only piece of advice I could give her. That would be my yeah. thing. For the husband, I would just say shut up. Just, just, just a letter. Just enjoy. Just enjoy it. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's another one. Uh, I've been married for exactly one month. The other night, I discovered that my wife uses mayonnaise on her hair before she goes to bed. She has the preposterous idea that it makes her hair grow faster. She claims that a lot of women use it. Mojo, please help me, as I don't care to smell mayonnaise at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, this is—I've seen this on the internet before. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if it works, but I know it's an old wives' you've, trick. You've seen the old wives' yeah, tale. Yeah, I've seen the old wives' tales that mayonnaise does help mm. you. I, I maybe maybe if we have a female listener out there that can message us and say yes, it definitely does. I don't oh know yeah. That. So on the Facebook page, go on and let us know if the mayonnaise works or not. Well, um, you know, for him, you know, maybe maybe ask her to switch it up. You know, switch mm-hmm. up the the times or, um, 
if it's that big of a bother, maybe she could wrap it, shower cap it, something like that. Yeah. Um, but also the one piece of advice I can give after 20 years is mm-hmm. a happy wife, happy life. So yeah. you may just have to enjoy the smell of mayonnaise. So <laughs> otherwise you might be cut off from other uh, marital benefits. Yeah. She so. may not, uh, you know, make your breakfast naked anymore. Yeah. That's right. The one the one piece of advice I would have is just come to bread with come to bed with some bread and some ham. Yeah, <laughs> or, ba- or bacon and lettuce and tomato. Middle yeah. of the night you can make yourself a sandwich. <laughs> That's right. It's delicious. Uh and last but not least, but I know boys will be boys, but my boy in quotation marks is seventy three and he's still chasing women. Any suggestions? Oh uh STD S T D test. Seventy three. Yeah, you gotta hey. Y'all enjoy life, I guess, right? Seventy three. Could you imagine? But 73? is he chasing women and and actually catching them, or is he still <laughs> chasing them? That's that's the obvious question. I so. can't wait to get to that age where you can say anything you want to like the waitress or whatever, and be like, "Hey there, sugar lips, come on over here." <laughs> but and but, it's not offensive. Well, number one, I'm kind of offended that he's seventy three, living with his mom. Still, is this <laughs> is this like the original original uh, basement? You know, I don't know if this is uh, the the mom or is this the spouse. I don't know. <laughs> well, part of the problem may be that she's saying "my boy" if it's the spouse. So. Yeah. yeah, my boy. I don't know. Maybe There's, she's you yeah, know. Yeah, we hipster. need a little. We need a little clearer, more detail on that. So <laughs> yeah, but if I if I'm thinking the scenario where it's like a 93 year old mom with her, <laughs> or a 73 year old son living in the basement, um, <laughs> I think it might be time for him to move out. You think so? Um, yeah, you know, stop playing the video games and. He's seventy three. What is he playing? Like Mortal Kombat, like Tetris, Pong. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah, so he needs to get out of the basement. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, that's our uh, segment. Do you have any any anything that you wanted to bring to the table? Any questions? Uh, not this week. I, I, they're a little too controversial, so we're trying mm. to still weed through those. Okay. So. All right. And uh, we'll do the segment again. So please post on our Facebook page, and we will uh, ask those questions for Dear Mojo. All right, so we do have uh, some more time, so why don't we go to uh, some Amazon reviews. There's nothing like a good review to start a day out right. It's just the thing to make us swing and jam into the night. Although reviews can't phase us, it really does amaze us with the views in the news. All right, so this is where we're going to take a look at some, some wonderful Amazon reviews. I don't know if you've seen... I mean, obviously you, you have seen, but maybe our listeners haven't. Uh, Amazon reviews, where oh, people great. have uh, yeah. <laughs> gotten some reviews of some things that are just uh, wow. You've hey, seen buddy. those, Dave? Um, yeah, I look at them. Hey, I I looked at this picture of this product, and and I don't like it, so I'm giving it one star. It's like, did you buy the product? <laughs> well, here's an example of the Holy Bible, the King James Version. The I guess the greatest selling book of all time as far as numbers. Right, so. right. This is the old King... That's a book in it, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the old King Jimmy. Uh, for those who don't know, this is God's second novel after the Old Testament. It's a marked improvement in my opinion. He got rid of his old previous angst and scorn, and he's really begun to show some maturity in his later works. That said, there's vast room for improvement. Plot-wise, there really isn't much suspense, and the story can be incredibly repetitive. <laughs> I like the Jesus character, but let's face it, the whole good guy martyr thing has been done before. There was no need to devote so much of the book to that guy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All I can say as a Christian is God forgive that person. Right. <laughs> they know not what they say. Now that my I think my all time favorite so mm-hmm. far. I've, I've been reading through because you you mentioned this doing this segment. So right. Um, so off the bat, I'll do a classic. This thing's been on it for a few years, but um, it's a review of a thing called a banana slicer. Of uh, the banana slicer. Yeah, so it's it's right. in the shape of a banana. <laughs> so basically, you just you peel the banana, set the banana down, yep. and then you put the slicer over, and it cuts it in all symmetrical. Wow. You know, pieces or whatever. That's so, pretty handy dandy. Uh, yeah. So here's the uh, here's the review. It's by uh, Miss Toledo. Okay. Um, this is actually from 2012. It's actually the first review if you pull up. A banana slicer on Amazon. Um, it's the only sale. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> probably. Um, it, it, the, uh, it's, it got a five stars from Miss Toledo. and the uh, From Miss Cleo? Uh, no, Miss Toledo. Okay. Like Toledo, Ohio. All right. Um, uh, caption is, Saved My Marriage. Hmm. So wow. it kind of draws you in. Uh, what can I say about the uh, banana slicer that hasn't been said already? Um that hasn't already been said about the wheel, the penicillin, or the iPhone. This is one of the greatest inventions of all time. 
my husband and I would argue con- uh, constantly over who had to cut the banana, uh, the day's banana slices. It was one of those chores no one wants to do. Uh, you know the the old uh, the old saying. I spent the entire day <laughs> raising our chair children. Um, maybe you could uh, pitch in a little help and help me slice these bananas. Oh yeah, that's that's a clear um, old saying. Yeah. Yeah. So and of course you think no, I don't have the energies cause, uh, to slice these these uh, dang bananas. Yeah. Um, I work a twelve hour shift and I come home to this. <laughs> um, these what, are, am I an animal? <laughs> these are the things that can destroy a relationship. Um, it goes, it got to the point where our children could sense the tension in the house. Uh, the minute I heard my six-year-old girl in the bedroom reenacting the daily banana fight with her Barbie dolls, I knew I had to make a change. Um, that's when I found the uh, banana slicer. Our marriage has never been healthier, and uh, we've even incorporated it into our lovemaking. Whoa. Yep. whoa. Thanks, banana slicer. Hey, buddy. Yeah, so that's, a little bit that's too from Miss Toledo. Mm. Wow. So I've got uh, Bic... This is a review of a Bic pen, her medium ballpoint pen. Uh, My husband has never allowed me to write, as he doesn't want me touching men's pens. (laughs) However, when I saw this product, I decided to buy it using my pocket money, and so far it's been fabulous. Once I learned to write, the feminine color and the grip size, which is more suited to my delicate little hands, has enabled me to vent thoughts about new recipes, sewing, and gardening. My husband is less pleased with this product as he believes it will lead to more independence and hates the feminine tingling sensation, along with the visions of fairies and rainbows whenever he picks it up. <laughs> so he, I guess her husband was for the, uh, not for the women's suffrage. Probably. Yeah. And what's he doing touching her pen? <laughs> right. That's right. Exactly. Uh, I think he's exactly. got a skeleton in his closet. So, you know, maybe, maybe he holds it with his pinky out. Oh, he could be. Gen- Gender-specific pens? Yeah. 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 Hmm. When I and I don't know where I guess for my for my mother, but every time I get like a cup, a saucer, I always put the pinky out. I feel, and then I realize like I got the pinky in, so I bring it in. It's mm. probably some type of DNA uh, transference from like your genetic ancestors, ancestors it, being like royalty. It could be, so, yeah, yeah that, that, that fits, that fits. Or you probably watched much Downton Abbey, one <laughs> of the two. That could be it. Uh, I've got another one for a Sigma two hundred by five hundred millimeter. Uh, 2.8 um, telephoto lens for a Canon DSLR cameras. So this is a big mamma jamma uh, lens for a camera. Basically, you can take snapshots of nasal hair on elephants or something like that. Right from from like you know 100 oh. miles away. <laughs> yeah. uh, this one is is a beautiful review. Uh, took this bad boy to the top of the Chrysler building and threw it off. It shattered into a million pieces as expected. Completely satisfied. Would highly recommend. <laughs> Short and sweet. I'm, they I'm, must have more money than they know what to do with. Oh, uh, so that was a good one. Yeah, the next time next time we do this, I'll I'll do the eighty thousand dollar watch on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. All was, right. Um, do we have time for one more? Yeah, man. Yeah, let's do it. So this is for sugar free Harboro gummy bears. You know the little gummy bears? Yeah, they're yeah. delicious. Uh, if you like does if you like the dozens of people that tried my order, run. What came out of me felt like someone tried to funnel Niagara Falls through a coffee straw. <laughs> I swear my f- sphincter was screaming. It felt like the delicate sc- starfish was a gaping maw projectile vomiting a torrential flood of toxic waste. 100% liquid, flammable liquid, napalm. Wow. So that's what happens if you Molten eat- lava. Yeah. From wow. gummy bears. From gummy bears. Wow, this isn't a burrito. Like, was he eating them with hot sauce? <laughs> right. I mean, habaneros and gummy bears? Maybe that's the problem. Who knows? See, folks, I told you sugar-free stuff is bad for you. Yeah, no doubt. So- it's scientifically proven now. <laughs> oh, so that's our show uh, for the first segment. And then when we come back, we will uh, we'll go to our guest and learn more about some uh, personal training and whatnot. Yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> But before we go, let me uh, give the spot. If you know me big and at all, you know that I'm crazy about Kentucky and bourbon. So what happens when you throw coffee beans in a bourbon barrel is pure magic. I stumbled upon Kentucky Nose Bourbon Barrel Coffee a few years ago during a trip to Lexington, and it was love at first sip. From the heart of a true craftsman comes this unique combination of coffee and bourbon. So do yourself a favor and check out KentuckyNose.com to get the finest bourbon barrel coffee the bluegrass has to offer. KentuckyNose.com. They also have other products, too. They do. You uh, While I was there, I picked up a light, and I got you some chars. 
Yeah, the uh, the bourbon barrel chars the uh, inside scrapings off of a uh, a bourbon barrel, mm-hmm. so it has all the infused uh, whiskey or the the quote unquote devil's cut that Jim Beam uh, <laughs> right. made, made popular. But uh, yeah, you throw that char on a smoker or on your gas grill or, or charcoal grill, and um, watch your eyebrows. But, yep, but it gives just a unique extra body, smoky body to it. So I, I highly recommend that. And cool. you, you picked up that beautiful barrel ring light, which is actually pictures posted on our, we, on our uh, Facebook page. So yeah, um, go check that out. I don't I don't know how much you paid for that thing, but it's beautiful. It was it was more than a dollar, less than a million. I, I can so imagine. I can imagine that. Yeah. So so we're gonna go to break, and while we go to break, uh, we're gonna give you a, a speech from uh, Roosevelt, um, talking about um, remembering uh, Pearl Harbor. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Vice President, Mr. Speaker. Members of the Senate and of the House of Representatives, yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. The United States was at peace with that nation, and at the solicitation of Japan, was still in conversation with its government and its emperor, looking toward the maintenance of peace in the Pacific. The attack yesterday on the Hawaiian Islands has caused severe damage to American naval and military forces. I regret to tell you that very many American lives have been lost. In addition, American ships have been reported torpedoed on the high seas between San Francisco and Honolulu. As Commander-in-Chief of the Army and Navy, I have directed that all measures be taken for our defense, but always will our whole nation remember the character of the onslaught against us. No matter how long it may take us, To overcome this premeditated invasion, the American people in their righteous might will win through to absolute victory. Welcome back to the uh, Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Uh, This is Mojo, and we have our tonight's guest. Um, He is David Bittner. He is actually going to be my personal trainer in my new uh, road path to pure cardiovascular dominance uh, boy. with my new heart. So um, a little bit about Dave. I'll let him kind of more explain more of his story. But uh, first of all, I'd like to thank him for his service. He's actually a, a uh, U.S. Army vet. Uh, he actually served in the uh, first Gulf War. That is numero uno under George W., Right? No, George no, H. George, George, Sorry, H. George H. But uh, he spent six months over there in the uh, sandbox and uh, came back. So we're, we're glad to have him back. But thank you for your service, Dave. Thank you, sir. No, you're welcome. My pleasure. Um, yeah, but uh, little things. Like I say, he's a personal trainer. Um, he's 51 years old. Looks younger than both of us put together, I guess, right? Well, he would be because if we put us together, it would be under 51. True. I, Comic Core Math. Oh, stop. Math. Stop. It was going so well for a second <laughs> for me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh now welcome to the show dave um let's let's kind of dive in real quick because i don't want to keep you here all night but uh where how did you decide that you wanted to become a personal trainer what did, you know what kind of inspired you to do that potato chips man yeah <laughs> buddy actually yeah i mean that that's it i was uh when i was younger i went through that that awkward period of puberty and i the weight was all over the place and i've always had that weight going all over the place thing um, you know, and I like to eat potato chips and I'm eating potato chips and I'm getting fatter and fatter and fatter and, you know, gaining weight. And then there was this 
hormonal thing that happened that said, hey, those girls are looking good. Right, um, right. So I started working out. I bought my first weight set in 1979 when I was wow. 14. At one of those old DP vinyl and concrete things, if you've ever seen those. <laughs> Sears and Roebuck? Or? <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even have a bench. I had this old hutch that my mom had painted, and I threw <laughs> a towel on it, and I would roll the thing up on my lap, and I would bench press. And I had this old Reg Park book that was like from the 50s or 60s or something that my brother-in-law gave me. And, you know, and I saw the results and, you know, arms got bigger and I was hooked. Yeah. Didn't get me any more girls, but I, (laughs) Hey, I was digging it. It was guys in my mind. I was the stuff. Um, did you like go to like a, uh, a meat slaughterhouse, like punch the uh, carcasses and stuff? Oh, absolutely. Doesn't everybody? No, (laughs) I couldn't find one. Although I did grow up outside of Philadelphia. Oh, did you? Oh yeah. West Philadelphia born and raised? No, (laughs) (laughs) more like the suburbs, but, uh, yeah. Uh, between Trenton and Philadelphia. Um, yeah, so I got hooked on it and I wanted to share that, you know, it was one of those things. It's like, you know, well, this has done so much good for me. I'd love to share this with other people. Um, and I got interested and I started reading and looking up all the material, you know, back then we didn't have the internet. So you had to read everything and, you know, reading the bodybuilding magazines and all that stuff. And it was inspiring Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, that was Mm -hmm. his heyday, um, late seventies, early eighties, you know, he really brought the bodybuilding thing and the fitness thing to the fore. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's basically how I got into it, and uh, been doing it for been working out for thirty seven years. Oh wow! Cow. Probably been training people uh, thirty years. Wow! So how about it? Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, the average. You said you're what fifty one. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so fifty one. That's. I mean, what age forty is when you really start kind of seeing some deterioration, and that's what I, that's the age I am right now. So, um, I'm I'm sure you've kind of skirted some health issues probably with with you know your your training regimen and things like that. Having, I mean, do you have do you have the normal fifty one year old problems or no? I'm on no meds. Um, there's diabetes in my family. Typically, they they say diabetes. Um, there is high blood pressure amongst the men in my family. I have no high blood pressure. So I'm relatively healthy. I mean, to this point, you know, thank God that I am, you know, all praise to God. I do nothing, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it really does. It works. It really, really, really helps. Um, you know, maybe I can't do what I did when I was 30. I definitely can't do what I did when I was 30, but I will say I can do far more than most 51 year olds. Mm -hmm. Um, in fact, uh, I'm also a CrossFit level one trainer. Um, and on my 50th birthday, I did the filthy 50 and, you know, I'm not going to go into what that is, but you should look Please it up. Yeah. It's pretty, <laughs> it's, it's pretty, show. pretty brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it took a while. Um, but it was one of those things. And I like that challenge. My whole life has been, um, an experiment on myself. I kind of experiment hmm. with all these things. Well, if I want to teach other people, I should come from a place of knowledge. So right. not saying I do any or all of them well but you know i do them and i try them before i say to somebody hey this is worth you trying well i know that a lot of these new fitness franchises that have popped up probably in the last 10 15 years have you know it's kind of like the home depot mentality where you, you go in you go in, you, well, you go in you go in and you train you watch a couple of videos and train and all of a sudden you're a paint specialist or you're mm. a cabinet specialist you know what i'm saying so and i i've seen a lot of these franchises where people come in um they they receive a few weeks worth of training and all of a sudden they're a personal trainer. Globo mm, yeah. gym. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've ever seen dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> average Joe's love it. Yeah. But um so that so experimenting on yourself, that's 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 true hardcore. Because, I mean obviously I'm sure you've tried different different fads and different uh type of routines and stuff like that. Mm. So it yeah. kinda works best. Sure. And and I know what what really works and what doesn't. But you know, the key to Um, any exercise program working for anybody is consistency. You know, um, I did take a personal training course. My very first one that I actually took on the books was with, uh, Fred Hatfield, who was Dr. Squat. He was the first (laughs) man to ever squat over a thousand pounds. He squatted 1,014 pounds at a weight of 255. Yeah. He's an old school guy. I mean, he used to be an editor for muscle and fitness And I learned so much from that guy in a weekend. But one of the things he said was he said, look, he said, you know, people always ask me about 
these really gimmicky things like the thigh master if you remember that was suzanne oh, yeah. summers and oh stuff hey buddy that. do i remember, remember that commercial <laughs> yeah, I'm just okay, saying. okay easy boy oh, huh. um okay. but anyway mm-hmm. you know they said you know are things like that even worth looking at and the thing he said was sure they are but they'll come and go and they'll be very faddish because people aren't consistent if they would stay consistent then they would actually get some type of benefit out of it but they're selling to that that gimmicky niche me personally i believe everybody should work out i'd love to see it but when they don't i'm glad to pick up the equipment that they sell (laughs) body body by jake speaking of i got a treadmill if you can buy it dreadmill (laughs) you know cardio for me is lift weights faster i'm just saying (laughs) well i'm into fitness Fitness, there's pizza in my mouth (laughs) sorry i know that um i know you have other specialized uh fields also like i think i was on your bio i was reading that you're a neuromuscular um uh what you call it (laughs) neuromuscular therapist yeah therapist uh, yeah i don't really practice that anymore but that's a that is a part of uh, a very specialized part of massage therapy actually um, and, and what you do is you work with like trigger point therapies and things of mm-hmm. that nature. So I'm really like into knowing the human body. You know, I think this is, I, I think it's a work of God. I think it's amazing, mm-hmm. you know, sorry, evolutionists, but you know, <laughs> you've never taken advanced anatomy and physiology. If you truly believe this mm-hmm. is all an accident. Um, but anyway, you know, I, I, I'm really, really fascinated by that. And I think that's why I'm called to be a trainer as well. I like to help people. I'm fascinated by this, so I should do something with it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I obviously don't do it for the money. I mean, I work a nine to five, but I continue to train people, especially, you know, special cases. We mm-hmm. have a special case right here. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, my wife says it all the time. I can help them physically. The short I, yeah, I can, ride, I can help them physically. I don't know about, you know, operating the elevator. So the neuromuscular is not brain. Right. No, gotcha. unfortunately, if that was your hope, I'm sorry. No, that's not <laughs> that's not what it is. So, and you know, a little bit of time and and uh, some physical therapy stuff. Um, you know, I worked with uh, uh, pro golfer Wendy Dolan. Uh, wow. And she, yeah, she was awesome. She went when I was working with her. She won the the Evian Cup and the Welsh's Fry. So hmm. I like to think in some small way. Yeah, that was all you. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. I were to, you know, do my math again. <laughs> hey, i tell you what, golfers now are not like golfers back in the 80s well, and early 90s, man. You, you know? look at Bubba, though. <laughs> I know. But, there's, you know, there's like, some of those guys. Yeah, like, but you know, Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, man, those guys. They had his own, like, tea yeah. and lemonade. Oh, zone. Wendy would, would bring me things, modalities. I was not her trainer. I was her therapist, and I would work, like, with her wrists. I was the only one, like, allowed to touch her wrists. And certain, <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, you got to wow. think, these are these are million-dollar wrists, right? right. Um, but she would come to, mo- with, to me with modalities of training that I didn't even know. So it was fascinating. You know, we huh. talked the whole time about training and stuff like wow. that, you know, when I was working with her. So yeah, she's, she was a beast, man. She would always change. She's retired now, but she would train hard. Hmm. I mean, like crazy. She was in really, really good shape. So you probably need to get in touch with tiger. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Actually, he did pretty good the other day. Got yeah. more of his exper- experimental rounds. Hmm. Try to make a comeback. Yeah. Atta boy. So, yeah. Um, let me ask this question. So as a, as a personal trainer, obviously you, you work with people and people can be disappointing. What's, what's been the most disappointing aspect of being a personal trainer for you? When people quit too soon, Hmm. when they say it's too hard and they quit too soon, you know, you you can invest now on the front end or you can pay later. Hmm. You know, if you, if you invest the time and the effort now, you're going to save a lot of money and a lot of pain and the things that come when you get older from, from getting out of shape, you know, the human body's meant to, to be moving and you'll feel better. You'll look better. I mean, you know, and and one of my mantras is look, you know, it's about your health. Mm -hmm. The, the looks and the great body will follow. And even if it's not great. It's really about how you feel, right? right. You got to be comfortable in your own skin. A lot of people will say, well, what's a good weight for me? What's a good size for me? I'll say, you know what, man? If you can move around good and you feel like your clothes fit well without buying the, the extra biggins, <laughs> then, you know, then you're probably in the zone. You know, your markers are good. You're, you, you know, I'm not going to say your cholesterol because that's all a debate thing, but you know, your you, you know, if your blood pressure is good and your, your sugar levels are good and your hormone levels are good, you know, you're in there like swimwear, man. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I like that. My new saying. Yeah. <laughs> in there like swimwear. 
that I've had some swimwear that I I shouldn't have in spots. The, you know, the, the like when you go down the that borat. slide, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it just gets way up there. Okay, mm. let's not let's not use that <laughs> one. Please don't. <laughs> right. It wasn't that long, really. <laughs> What has uh, what has been your most fascinating fascinating experience so far? Any big triumphs that you've personal or you know seen? as a trainer? Yeah, probably. You know, a lot of people would say, "Well, you you know, you work with some pretty high brow people." You know, I work with special forces candidates, people I knew wanted to go into like like elite forces and stuff, and work with some athletes and some bodybuilders and some power lifters that were pretty. But, you know, some of the best ones was uh, uh, the last client I worked with. And this, this was probably my most rewarding, most fascinating thing was when he said to me, I love training with you. I love what we're doing. My 12-year-old son fell asleep on the couch the other day, and I was able to pick him up and carry mm. him upstairs. Mm. And he was a heart patient, and he had five stents put in his heart wow. when he came to me taking a fistful of meds. Um, and by the time he left me, he had to leave me because of his schedule. But by the time he left me, he was down to one med. The mm. doc said he only kept him on the med just to make sure. And then mm. he was going to take him off. Um, and the guy was, uh, I mean, he was a beast. He was running. He was, uh, he was doing handstands. He was carrying logs. He was wow. deadlifting over 300 pounds. I mean, he, you know, and he could hardly move when he came. He was really out of shape. So that's, you know, the most fascinating thing for me is to see someone who really needs it, really get into it, and, and the way their, their psychology changes about, about hmm. everything. So how do you see that psychology changing when people do get into it? Um, it's kind of the, the psychology of, of the reward. It, it feeds it, the, the reward feeds itself. When they start to see results, usually other parts of their life will be drawn into that. Hmm. So they'll start eating better and they'll be more conscious about the small things, drinking a little more water, things of that nature. First, we have to show them some results right. and then that follows. But, you know, I mean, it doesn't work for everyone. I mean, obviously some people you have to want to, you have to have that desire to begin with, but if you have that desire and we could keep it, we can keep it going. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, the name of my business is called, you know, it's a huge business. I got a name, but it's called trajectory strength. And, and, and my motto is initiate, commit, succeed. Hmm. So that's, that's probably the most important part is, you know, you have to be consistent and you have to commit to it. Do you have yeah. to be perfect? No. You know, the, the, the mistake a lot of people make is that when they fall off the wagon, they stay off the wagon. Yeah, you you got to so jump tough. back on, yeah. man. You got to jump back on. Don't, you know what? If you need three days off, take three days off. But a fourth day, get your chubby butt to the gym. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I think, uh, also I think that to that, the psychology and also the, the neuro part of it is that you release chemicals in your brain, hormones in your brain when you're working out, you there's feel good hormones, you know, that, mm -hmm. that you kind of crave. So I think the people that are really dedicated, uh, really kind of crave that feeling. You so know? you're looking for that good high is what Absolutely. you're looking for. You're looking for Absolutely. the runner's high. Absolutely. Okay. We can get you that. I, I could supply. I'll be your supplier. Okay? <laughs> you'll be my pusher. Yeah. There go. I'll push you. All right. They'll be pushing, but not at first. I not also get first. a high out of eating a lot of donuts. I probably shouldn't say that. Yeah, That's probably, yeah. That's, that's a bad sugar. one. Yeah. yeah. That's the diabetes. <laughs> that's a diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, try one donut. You know, there's, there's right. a, there's a diet around right now that's, you know, I don't like to push it too much because I don't think you should eat a lot of processed food. But if you really can't get off them, it's called If It Fits Your Macros. Okay, so just, just punch it into your smartphone. Boom, you can get apps. You can get calculators and things yeah. of that nature. And what it does is it sets you up what a macro is, is your macronutrients. Mm. Okay, so it's fats, carbohydrates, and proteins. And it tells you what your ratio should be in a day. And it doesn't matter what you eat. As long as you stay within those ratios, right. man, if it's a donut or a Pop-Tart... You know, but once yeah. your macros are up, you're done for the day. Hmm. So it's kind of like Richard Simmons counting your. Uh, oh yeah, remember those cards? <laughs> like you would mil, get the cards. Dillamil or yes. Mil -dil <laughs> You mean the guy that worked out for thirty years and horrible never, looking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But like you were talking about fads and stuff, like carbs. Like you hear, like eat the carbs, don't eat the carbs, or like eggs, eat eggs. Caffeine's don't good. Eat Caffeine's eggs. bad. Yeah, yeah. red I mean, wine's good. How do you bad. know like which one? Or is you just it? It's just different for everybody literally everybody well it is different from for for everybody but look you know those macronutrients are there they've been there um the the problem becomes when you get too carried away mm. um and it goes back to to the hormonal releases 
you know, sugars and fat, they work like a drug in your brain. They cause mm-hmm. the same pleasure cascade as heroin or cocaine yeah. in your yeah. brain. So when you get a lot of them, your tongue gets coated, you get this euphoric feeling, so you want more. Mm-hmm. And actually, a lot of the fast food companies manipulate their foods yeah. to contain more sugar, which the bun is almost pure sugar. I mean, it has a glycemic index, which is how fast your blood sugar spikes mm. of 100, which is the baseline. So you're, you're better off eating table sugar than you are that bun. Holy cow. Yeah, I, so, I, read a, I read an article that eating a fast food bun is about the equivalent of drinking a can of sh- Coke. Mm-hmm. Like your your glycemic does it's jump true. up, yeah, wow. and all of a sudden you have that crash and that come down too. So and it's just not good for your system. And then which makes you actually crave more yeah. of that stuff. So it's really really a vicious cycle. So the thing, what you need is you need a balance, and you don't want in this country. The reason why it's like the pendulum swings, and then it always swings too far to one side, and that's what happens. It swings too far to one side, so people are like, all carbs are bad, all grains mm-hmm. are bad. It's like, well, you have to keep a perspective, right? Yeah. So, you know, if you're looking at a diet, you want to look at something that's well-balanced. Um, usually, my favorite is the zone. Okay, so the zone allows, if you ever heard of the zone, zone it's, it's, well, it's 40, 30, 30. So you have 40, 40% there. I hit the mic, like you said. Um, 40% carbs, mm-hmm. 30% fat, and 30% protein. And you try to keep it, you know, as little processed food as possible. And it's very, you know, it's within reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you have a well-balanced diet. But if you deplete your carbs too much, you go into something called ketosis, which is actually a real popular thing for some people. They do. Yeah, it sounds fun, actually. Yeah. You want to do fat adapted <laughs> uh, stuff where you eat no carbs? Bye-bye donuts forever. <laughs> right, okay? no. you're, eating, you're eating lettuce, dude. You're eating lettuce, <laughs> right. lettuce and meat. So you're going to have this, sure. you know, lettuce and meat sandwich. Um, that's a pain. Well, it, I, I don't think it's something you can live by. I mean, realistically, especially living in a culture like most cultures where we love food. Right. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is education, right? Can you eat your favorite foods? Yes. Um, I am, I'm a big organic head. I'm not in the, I don't like the GMOs. Mm-hmm. I don't like the non-organic food. Well, I eat some once in a while. Yeah. But we try to stay away from it. My wife is really the strict one about it. Ooh. I mean, you know, she's she's like the nun with the with the non-GMO organic stuff. She's inspiring. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is that these uh, there, there there's an the argument about the pesticides, and people look at me and they'll go, "Ooh, organic," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's gross." food the way nature intended it how disgusting <laughs> right but as a as a chef though produce and you know even like if you look at the protein sides when they don't have the hormones and antibiotics it, it tastes pretty different i mean like you mm-hmm. take an organic carrot versus one mm-hmm. that's you know jacked up i mean like celery yeah like you, like can, you can a- you can drink the juice of an organic carrot but the stuff that you normally buy the cheap stuff is just i mean it, it tastes a little bitter you know so, they actually use carrots in the ground to sop up extra pesticides did oh, you nice. know that mm. yeah it's not good i've heard um, potatoes before i heard that before but I never probably heard so even because... my grandma she'll, she says to this day like food just does not taste the same that it used to do oh, and this I'm is sure. very true yeah. when i yeah. when my wife first brought home organic chicken we get this one called smart chicken i'm not trying to mm-hmm. plug anybody or anything but she brings us this air-chilled smart chicken home, and I'm like, this chicken tastes familiar. I'm like, this tastes like the chicken my grandmother used to make mm. when I was a kid. It tastes like the chicken I used to eat then. That should send red flags up everywhere. Yeah, if yeah. your chicken tastes different and you have a memory <laughs> from this other chicken, which, by the way, is inordinately expensive. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, you, you pay more for nature. Sure. But- did you Did you fry it? I'm just asking. <laughs> no, no, it's baked all the way, baby. But yeah, yeah. all chickens. Well, good. ironically, all chickens talking, about, good, talking about the pesticides and stuff like that. I don't know if you uh, saw um, uh, Cheerios. They just uh, news broke on Cheerios that they had just a like four hundred times the the level of uh, weed killer glyphosates in their product actually wow. in, on the shelf. So it? there's like a, a huge advisory to avoid right now of that. But but so, wait, they say glyphosate is safe. You can uh, drink it, right? That's what yeah, I say. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. Well, you know, the biggest abusers of glyphosate are people with uh, uh, their weed killers in their yard. Yeah. So you know, so you can make a bomb out of Cheerios, pretty much. Nice. Yeah. Or, or cancer poison bomb. your neighbor. <laughs> or that. But yeah, so because we had we had one box of Cheerios on the shelf, and my four year old went for it, and I was like, nope, slapped out of the hand. She mm. cried, and I'm like. You'll yeah, thank me one you'll be day. All right. yeah. Well, you know, start with them young. They'll learn. And and really, you know, we wish a lot of times that we would have started when our children were younger. 
Um, but they're used to it. You know, I've got teenagers. I've got an 18 year old and I, I've got one that's about to turn 16. Um, and they're used to it. I mean, they, they eat the food that we eat and mm. it's, it's what they're used to. But if you start them young, you know, it's cool. And, and, it, and it's funny, you know, every once in a while they'd sneak a little this, a little <laughs> that, you know, from school. But the younger one, he's, you know, he's like mom, he's the food Nazi. He won't wow. take, he won't <laughs> take any of that. He takes a primal kitchen bar to lunch and, you know, wow. organic apple. And That's stuff respect. Like that. boy. That's yeah. respect. Very cool. So what drives you to keep you going? Um, you know, day in, day out, what's the one thing that just keeps you just focused and intent on doing what you're doing? Keeps me intent. Well, I can help people, you know, and, uh, um, I grow and, you know, as I mentioned, uh, I'm openly Christian. So, uh, you know, I believe that God, we're out of the closet too. You're out of the closet. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, you know, and I believe that God leads me and he's given me this passion and I feel that, you know, I have a duty to my Lord and Savior to, to pursue this passion and use it mm. to help other people. And, you know, not that I cram things down anybody's throat. I'm not like that, man. You know, my brand of Christianity is that you love people and you help people and then they'll see, you know, what the glory of Christ really is. Oh, that's a shocker. Basically, basically, yeah, just trying to look like the father a little bit. Yeah. You know, imagine yeah. that. Yeah. No one expected the inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that that's coming. Right. Um, actually, before we get in, we got a little segment we're going to do called Rapid Fire with you. But at, before that, um, I'll see if Biggin has any questions for you. But um, New New Year's is coming up. Mm. New New Year, New Year is coming up. I got you. And um, the biggest thing you hear, you'll start seeing the the Jenny Craig ads. You'll start seeing all these all these ads for weight loss and, sure. and equipment and things like that. So you, you have a lot of people they feel feel compelled to start the year off fresh and. and and to obviously make a resolution to get healthy, whatever maybe. So, um, you have any advice for anybody out there that who comes in there and two or three weeks later they're just so disheartened? I mean, what would, what would be the one piece of advice to someone sticking with their their resolution? Get a good trainer, and I'm not just saying that's not a plug for me because, like I said, I'm pretty exclusive, but. The thing is, is if you go in there, you go in there without guidance, and people say, "Well, it's too too expensive," and I say, "What's your car payment?" what's your house payment you know what you you can get a new car you can get a new house you only get one body in this life yeah. you know so Ouch. you need you need to treat it right man you can drive around in a lamborghini man or you can drive around in a volkswagen yeah okay yeah. so which one do you want to uh, no offense to volkswagens but, you know <laughs> just <one>. picture <laughs> just picture a bug you know yeah <laughs> you're laying on the beach you look like the bug <laughs> no that's uh, like you said though you, you pay for it now you pay for it later and usually yeah. when you pay for it later is when all the pain comes so. right and don't give up man don't give up like i said be consistent if if you fall off the wagon get back on because you know what if you work out 10 days and three days you're not undoing everything you did get back to it hmm. well and no one gets anything i mean anything you've ever achieved or whatever doesn't come easy anyway i mean i right. was for our obviously for our generations i know you have to work for it to get we it put it all on credit well and that's it's the easy, problem right? working out is not instant gratification yeah. let there me tell you, you i am not perfect i'm far from perfect i don't walk around with a six-pack of abs all the time although you know a lot of people on instagram would make you believe they do <laughs> so don't compare yourself to those people compare you to you compare people mm. in your age group to how you're doing along the way and just you know believe in yourself because you know what you can do it. I mean, every, everybody else does it, you know, and they quit and you can be the one who says, Hey, look at me. I did it. And sometimes that inspires other people. You know, yeah, um, mm -hmm. there was one time when I actually did back in the, the nineties when the, when the Bill Phillips thing was, you know, you guys might be a little young and not, not remember that, but there was a, the, you know, the transformation contest. I did one of those transformation contests didn't win, unfortunately, but I did it. And I got in like the most phenomenal shape. I mean, you know, six foot tall, 29 inch waist, you know, big chest, big arms looking mm -hmm. great. Everybody at my job started working out and they actually put a gym in that place. Oh, so wow. you, you can be an inspiration to other people as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's really, it's a great lifestyle and, and, you know, you can get done a workout and, you know, 45 minutes. Or less, you know, you can even split it up a couple times a day. That's mm. one thing I hear a lot. I don't have enough time. Well, let me tell you something. I was working 50, 60 hours a week, going to teaching classes for, you know, about three years 
um, out of my Taekwondo school um, morning and night. Wow. And I was still working out. Hmm. Okay, I would get in a workout if I got it in with the class or if I got it in, you know, if it was a group class, a lot of times I would get it in with the class because obviously you don't have to watch as much. Um, But I would take the time because, you know what, who wants a trainer that's not in shape? You know, if I'm breathing hard trying to show you something, you don't want to work with me. (laughs) Right. Very cool. Rapid fire. All right, so we're going to go to rapid fire now? All I need is one minute. (laughs) One minute, one minute. Give me one minute, one minute. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to give you 10 questions in under a minute. So we're going to see if we can get this get this done for you. All right, so yoga or Pilates? Yoga. Yogurts or pie and lattes? Oh, pie and lattes. Bad boy. <laughs> I knew I could count on you. Are you a morning person or a night owl? I'm a night owl. I right. hate mornings. I work out in the mornings, but I hate them. Yeah, how do you get up? Well, uh, we'll talk so about that later. Most embarrassing guilty pleasure song. <laughs> Come on. This is going to be good. <laughs> I don't think I have one, man. I'm all hard rock. I, really? you know. Yeah, oh, I, like, I like hard rock. No I like Justin some... Bieber? Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. 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 Uh, there's a couple country songs, but I can't name one off. None of that? None Hanson? Nope. Okay. Sorry. Right. Zero. Sorry. Uh, favorite Disney princess? Um, Ariel. <laughs> what color is your toothbrush? Yellow. Twitter or Instagram? Instagram. Jordan or King James? Jordan. Uh, puppies or kittens <laughs> kittens and the last question uh, which is our, our key question what is your spirit food pizza all right so that's it he nice. did nice good job nice nice 10 questions in under one minute nailed it i don't know if i could do that yeah there's a lot of things i can't do under a minute what's your guilty pleasure something uh, just curious uh i, I am a sucker for mbop i do like really? that one and i know every word to vanilla ice ice baby yeah, Those are the only words, that. aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Unfortunately, my guilty pleasure song is Britney Spears' "Toxic." I don't know why. Really? Yeah, How about figure. it? Yeah, I, don't hmm. know. I hate to admit that, but good. Go figure. See, if you never listen to that stuff, you won't you won't have that problem. I have two. I have two daughters. Yeah, so. I know. Well, I know. I I used to know every children's program and cartoon <laughs> when I was. He was quick on Ariel, though. Uh, I will tell you, and that's that's a good choice. Yeah. That or. Um, uh, the Latin one, Jasmine. 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 Oh, it's kind yeah. Of yeah. yeah. Exotic. Yeah, that's how I roll. <laughs> cool. Well, that's our show. I appreciate you being on. Thank you so Thanks, much. Dave. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Looking forward to starting out with you. And if are you really? I may not. I may not be able to walk up the stairs here at the podcast <laughs> you'll be, studio. You'll be fine. If somebody wants to get in contact and get a personal trainer, how do they do that? Oh, do you have? Do you have, uh, plug your Instagrams? Um, anything um, else? In, you... Instagram. I actually have two Instagram at uh, Trajectory Strength. Um, that's basically my gym one. And then I have one that's kind of personal that, you know, involves gym too. And that's, uh, that would be your, and then, uh, the little under stress, underscore. Uh, yeah. Underscore. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Your, I told you I was old, your <laughs> fitness minion. So oh, wow. one word right there. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I put, I actually publish a workout five days a week on there. So, um, wow. it's pretty advanced. So if you've been working out for a while and you, you want to, Look at that. Look at that. Um, I have a contact button on there. You can contact me or you can uh, email me at trajectorystrength at gmail.com and I will get back to you as quickly as possible. Also, you have an ebook too, right? I do. I do. Do you, mind if, we, do you mind if we post that on our Facebook? No, no. Okay. Please do. Please yeah, do. Uh, Dave uh, sent us a uh, 27, I think it's 27 page ebook. Yeah. So we'll post that yeah. on the uh, Facebook page and everyone can peruse that as they're at their leisure. Maybe have a kind of some inspiration for the, yeah. for the new year. So. Yeah, it tells you how to eat everywhere in every situation and, wow. and not not be guilty and not freak out and not count all kinds of stuff. Mm. Um, I mean, there is the counting stuff option, but it, it has a lot of options. There's a lot of content in those those few pages. So, enjoy. Yeah, I, I scanned it and looked at the, the menu, and it's actually doable. Like, it, it looks like you can eat that stuff. Like, I could eat that stuff and be completely One, one ounce of beef and so, eight no. ounces of rice. No. <laughs> one, of the, one of the weird things, is the sardines like I, I don't know if i could do the sardines you know i the wild planet makes sardines that i can actually eat because i hate 
hate, hate fish. But I'll actually eat those. You know, as long as I don't go on a bender where I eat them all week or something, <laughs> I'm good. But, you know, sardines are really good for you. you so. a lot, yeah, a lot. Omega-3, 5, and 6, I think. In them. So, Look at yeah. you. Yeah. Know your omegas. Lots, lots I, used of to, I used to have a health food store. No, so, that's yeah. right. But uh, anyway, appreciate you guys come uh, listening and tuning in this week. Uh, we're going to do we're going to end with one last spot for one of our sponsors, uh, Bad Mother Smokers. Uh, winter is made for staying indoors and staying warm. However, you don't have to go without that summer flavor. You too can have the baddest. You too can be the baddest uh, mother smoker on the block using our favorite award winning smoking sauce. Bad Mothers is the perfect match for your favorite meat, veggies, or even that secret ingredient in a pot of chili. Check out BadMotherSmokers.com to place your order. And if you want to be like a pit, uh, barbecue pit master like me, enter the promo code MOJO for 10% off your order. Visit BadMotherSmokers.com to get yours today. All right. Well, thanks again for being on the show. That's it. That wraps up uh, old number 18 for us. And iTunes, Stitcher, to, yeah. Google Play, Facebook, Facebook. SFP go. Radio. Please uh, like and subscribe. We'll see you next time. Keep it rolling. Baby, can't you see? I'm calling. I like to read stupid declassified documents sometimes. Just, <laughs> but um, there was a, a, a under a FOIA request. I think about five years ago, there was a, a top secret program from the CIA. They were trying to develop a neurotoxin bomb that could go over drop spray, whatever, whatever uh, vessel or, or uh, however they facilitate that. That was supposed to turn the opposing troops. Um, in, into homosexuals. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> so, in the Middle East, that could be bad. So basically, yeah, you basically just, you know, you drop How that, everybody's, everybody's loving on each other, and then you go in there and be like, hey guys, <laughs> or whatever, I guess. You, look it up, the gay bomb. I'm, I'm telling you. Are you I, serious? I, 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 I think that has Did the makings know? of a movie that will fail miserably, but, <laughs> but will be a great underground. Well, it, it could be better than that uh, 